you ready for the next episode. Hey. Smoke weed every day. And I remember like some like six-year-old like transvestite was like, <laughs> was like, hey sugar, you mind if I take you home tonight? I was like, uh, yes, I do mind actually. I was like, Ben, let's get the fuck out of here. Dude, the mint is like fucking trash. Yeah. But everyone goes there. Yeah. It was the cheapest bar in town and there's never a cover charge. Oh, that's true, yeah. And it's downtown, so it's like, never, no cover charge, cheapest bar. Like, Riley's is just as... It's the same ownership, same prices. Oh, really? Where they go to Riley's, yeah. So, I don't know why. Mm. Just down the street. It's like in the more upscale part of the neighborhood, though. Oh, okay. So. So what you think of Riley's would be more fucking popping because yeah, of that? Cause you, it's pretty popping, but like the mint is clearly more popping for them. Yeah. I think because it's more secluded, they have a backyard patio where like people go smoke and like do drugs or whatever. I think, too, like it's more hometown. Like, you don't like. For Riley's, I feel like you have to get, like, dressed up in your nines to go over there. Yeah. Especially, like, if you're going to bar hop around in that little area or whatever. But, like, like the mint, like, you can literally, like, show up in your pajama bottoms and, like, your Metallica oh, yeah. t-shirt. And, like, you're you're, you're good. Like, you yeah. like, come as you are kind of thing. So, I guess, like, that's the lore, too, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, there is that element to the, to the mint. Yeah. But, uh-huh. I don't know, everybody. Welcome to episode 21. Oh, I was recording? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. Oh, shit, man. Speak. Speaking of bars, we're on episode 21. We're legal to drink now. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know what I said just now. I hope it wasn't. I don't worry. I, I, I'm getting good at editing this shit. So. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But anyways, uh, we're legal to drink now. But, um, oh, yeah. But now we're not, to smoke. Yeah, in Bakersfield at least. Yeah. Yeah. If we went to fucking LA or Santa Clarita, like, we'll be fucking good. But Oh, I want to smoke now so bad. <laughs> my back. My back. Oh, my back is... Killing me, and I gotta smoke a doobie. Yeah. So, anyways, that this episode we're gonna be talking about marijuana. So, um, if you don't like marijuana, you can turn this shit off right now. But if you do, stay tuned. Yes. All right, but make sure before you do that though, subscribe to our fucking podcast. All right. Subscribe. Add us on uh, Art and Jacob Do America Facebook and the Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. All right, everybody, enjoy the podcast. I went to this food truck festival yesterday. Dude, Bakersfield fucking sucks, man. Anytime, and this probably should be the start of the podcast right here. Anytime, like we, like there's a cool idea that gets introduced, like fucking the city council always fucking votes that shit down, or like the current supervisors or whatever, they fucking uh, shut that down. Like there was like that music festival thing. Yeah. I guess like out in Button Willow or something like that. And then, like, everybody was, like, talking and all excited, like, oh, they'll bring so much revenue, be, like, Coachella or whatever, like, people will be building, you know, hotels or they'll be staying here locally, it's gonna bring in a lot of, you know, just out-of-town money, you know, that we need, because it's just, like, everything in Bakersfield is just Bakersfield money, you know, whatever. We're so reliant, like, on the oil fields and, like, all the little fast food industries or whatever here that, like, it doesn't doesn't really ever grow economically, because... There's no fucking tourist money coming in, outside money, and like that's the that's where all the big money's at. Yeah. It's outside of Bakersfield, and so like anytime there's like a good idea, like that concert venue, like they shut it down, and so I guess like the county supervisors like voted on it, and like they're like, no, we don't need anything like that. That'd be too much trouble. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, god, like yeah, I saw that. I thought that was fucking stupid. Like, 
and it ties into like the whole weed thing it's just like okay like california is like okay like recreational weed will be you know legal and so immediately you see like all these like shops pop up or whatever like all unregulated and stuff yeah and then like i guess like the deadline was by january like each county had to like um you know determine like you know how they how they're gonna regulate you know those shops and so they our fucking city and county fucking just said nope we're not gonna have those at all and it's just like you're just gonna fucking create keep creating like this fucking criminal cycle or whatever for something that's like technically legal in the state now yeah and it's just like what what which would have brought in so much tax revenue and we're already having i guess like bpds like having problems like like funding wise like and like it all goes back to that so all you're gonna do is you're gonna see a bunch of like you know you know cops you know giving you bullshit ass tickets for something because you know the city needs revenue yeah you know? so it's just like god damn you guys are so fucking stupid yeah i mean like uh they were playing on taxing it right i mean on oh obviously yeah so i think one of the things that really um man i don't understand why they wouldn't tax it, it was already like like making a lot of money, I guarantee it was making a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know what the numbers are, but that's it's like just... cigarettes, dude. Like every year, you see like the pack of cigarette cost yeah. goes up like a dollar or whatever. Dude, it must have been making a ton of money, especially like in the locations that it was in. Um, it was kind of like they put them, they put all those shops in like hoodier areas. Yeah, like on River, like there was like three of them alone, like yeah. on River Boulevard, and like I remember one of the like shops that was there, it was like. This really rundown ass building, and I was like, "Man, that building's probably gonna be rundown forever until they demolish it and put like a fucking, like a fourth Jack in the Box right there yeah. or something like that." And I was like, "It would take a lot of money to fix that place up." And as soon as that, like last November, like you know, like that, you know, the legalization of weed, you know, came about, you know, that turned into a weed shop, and it was like really like you know, you can tell someone put a lot of money into it and like fucking fixed it up or whatever. Dude, it's fucking stupid. So, Bakersfield right now has, like, no weed at all? Well, from what I hear, like, or what I've been seeing is... it's, like, completely illegal? Yeah, like, here, like, you can't sell it, like, commercially here at all. Like, I I guess, though, like, you... Because I guess the law was, like, you can still grow, like, six plants and use it yourself, like, in your own home or whatever. But how are you going to obtain it? You're going to have to, like, drive all the way... In their minds, I guess you're going to have to drive to, like, fucking L.A. County or fucking Tulare County or fucking... Fresno or whatever to yeah. get your weed and then bring it back and then smoke it in your own house. Like, yeah. how much fucking sense does that make? Like, yeah, it's pretty stupid. Yeah. Although even that is like totally doable. Like, yeah, I mean it is. That, if that's the law, then like, is this gonna make people go out of town more? Or just buy it how they always bought it, like on the street. Yeah. You know. And I don't even know, like, uh huh. So like, I think I told you this, but um, the other day. I was hanging out with the young lady buying weed, and uh, <laughs> she was gonna go to her local shop, but her shop was closed down. And then when she got to the door, they were like, "Oh yeah, it's shut down, but you can just go to that car over there, and that car is full of weed that used to be inside the shop, but just buy it from there because they're being all like low key about it, anyways." Yeah. So like, I don't know. That's I, I, people are gonna get it no matter what. Yeah. Like it's just like they're just being stupid at this point. Like. This is this this has a lot of like that prohibition like from like the exactly, 1930s dude. or whatever vibe to it. It's just like it's so rec- recreational that it's just like it's everywhere. Yeah, the fact that like there's so many arguments of like what like 
like, why isn't this legal? It's like, you have a, a drug, and I'm, you know, using little air quotes on it, of, like, a drug that no one's ever OD'd on. You know, you're more likely to die of alcohol poisoning. You're more likely to die getting drunk with your friends than you are smoking weed. Yeah, it's illegal. Yeah. It's like... To me, like... Okay, alcoholism is much like what I know. Like some alcoholics, like we have some friends that are fucking hardcore like alcoholics. We have some friends like when they're drunk, you don't want to be around them. Yeah, I also have a lot of friends that fucking smoke a lot of weed. That's all they do with their life. But they're functional. They have like regular jobs, good paying jobs or whatever. And like I never like I literally don't ever have to worry about them. Like I, I do think that's fucking weird though. Like I know what you're talking about, like those functional like potheads. Mm-hmm. I always think that's weird because I don't know if people know this, but I <laughs> from time to time and not so much that much anymore. But from time to time, like I'll smoke weed, and um, when I smoke weed, especially back then, back in the day, oh, actually every time I've ever smoked weed, all I want to do is like fucking chill and like watch a movie, eat uh, some junk food. Yeah, when I worked at Target, like. I would say there was like a time period where like I would smoke before bed every night because it was mm-hmm. like so chill and that's when I was going to the gym a lot mm-hmm. and so like my body was pretty sore and I would smoke and then I would wake up and I would feel great like my body was like 100% rested and I can go like super hard at the gym and like I loved it like that was like my thing and then I started doing all this research and I guess like that I'm not I wasn't the first genius to come up with that <laughs> like that was like a really common thing that a lot of people did yeah and so like um yeah, I loved it, but I couldn't function on it. I think that's so fucking weird. That's something else. Like, I think it's like, okay, it's like a tolerance, though, because, like, I remember in high school, like, when I very first discovered weed or whatever, like, I remember, like, the first couple times, like, I smoked weed, like, it was just, like, this weird experience, and I was just like, oh, my God, like, like I had, like, the white boy gene, or, like, I didn't know how to dance, yeah. and all of a sudden, like, I'm listening to music in my bedroom, all of a sudden, like, I'm finding, like, all these, like, dance moves or whatever, <laughs> and I'm like... I'm like, damn, I'm like Michael Jackson right now. And like, I like, I was like, whoa, I can't do this all the time though because I yeah. feel like I'm not in control of myself. Yeah. And I had this best friend, like his brother used to grow it. And like eventually like he would have us sell it at, at high, in high school. Wow. <laughs> and so like, but like, so I got to the point like where I'd smoke every day. And like, I was always like a straight A student or whatever. And like, before I started smoking weed in high school, like, I remember just, like, falling out of love with school. Like, I was just like, man, this is bullshit. Like, I'm just going to go to BC anyways. Why am I busting my ass? Mm-hmm. I remember, like, I was in a bunch of gate classes, and I just totally, like, had my mom take me out all these gate classes because I was like, you know what? Like, because when I went from junior high to high school, like, I lost a lot of friends because they all went to Highland. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was, like, one of two kids, like, went to East. And I was like, wow, this doesn't make sense, you know, how the zoning districts worked or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, I lost a lot of friends. And so, like, I was just like, man, like all these gate classes I'm like like in these classes with a bunch of nerds or whatever like I'm still at the top of my class but it's just like a big fight like to get me out of gate yeah. I was like I just want to be around the cool kids or whatever and so like I was like purposely like getting C's and D's or whatever and like I was just like all right just take me out of these gate classes because like I just want to be around cool kids or whatever and I remember like even then like when I got into like the college prep and just like regular classes I was just like man I don't give a fuck about this no more but when I started smoking weed like every day like Slowly but surely, I got really, like, into, like, all my schoolwork or whatever and, like, got really focused and, like, really into it to the point where, like, I started to get, like, that tolerance. Yeah. It's kind of like, like when you drink, like, rock stars at first. Like, you get, like, that, like, yeah. Popeye, like, ultimate warrior buzz. And then after a while, like, one won't cut it, so you got to, like, drink two. 
and then <laughs> and then dangerously you move on to three. Yeah. But like to where like you can drink one Rockstar and like function regularly, right? And so like I think that's how weed is too. Like where it's just like okay, if you smoke it every day, like you're pretty much functional. You get all the side effects of it, but like yeah. you're still functional. You're just not getting like out of your mind high or whatever. You know what? That's that's pretty true. Just because like um, the weed that I was smoking, it was meant to like it was like space queen and blue dream and like girl scout cookies <laughs> and like it was like that shit that's gonna like knock you out like you me glued to the couch when you uh-huh. smoke it and then what's the other's like i know there's indica and sativa indica and sativa right so like i smoked all the fucking whatever i don't even know i for someone that smoked as much as i do i know very little about it me I too just, dude like all those names you just mentioned i think you could have made them up and i'm like oh okay. oh no no, no. Yeah. i don't know if it smells good and it's green and Nate Dog said, make sure there's no stems, no seeds, no sticks. Well, okay, I remember <laughs> one time I did smoke this thing called Green Crack, and Green Crack was a, I guess it's a sativa? Sativa's the one mm-hmm. that, like, you can function and do shit. Yeah. And Green Crack was supposed to be, like, the ultimate version of that. Okay. And so, like, it was just, like, it, you didn't get any, you didn't get tired at all, you were just high, but you were still super functional. Uh-huh. And I like it, but I don't like the idea of, like, doing shit. Like, like I just don't, like, to me it's, like... I do shit right now. Like, I just drink beer. If that's the case. Yeah. Like, that's why I like beer. Like, beer, I like dance and, like, you know, I'll fucking do goofy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, weed, I like to chill. I don't like to do anything. But, you know, it's kind of, it, like... Preference. Weed, yeah. I just, I prefer that. I, like, prefer chilling and, like, laughing at comedical, comedical things. So. Yeah. Anyways, I didn't smoke in high school. No? Nope. When did you first start smoking? Like, uh, when was the first time you smoked? First time I ever smoked, I was uh, I was at BC and some, like, random... Um, I was hanging out with this dude who was, like, really into the Mars Volta. Damn, like, already, that's Already, red flag. Yeah. So it's like, I was hanging out with him and he was just like, hey, man, you smoke weed? And I was like, oh, I was, like, really scared. I was like, no, not really. He's like, dude, let's just go to uh, University Park. He's like, let's go smoke there. And so, like, him and, like, two other dudes... Me and like so it was like four of us. Mm-hmm. We went there, and then um, we smoked, and I was just like, I got kind of high, but not really. Like I was high enough to like where I felt it, and I was like, ah, oh, that's fine. I don't feel like too bad. And then from then on, I like I would smoke every once in a while. Like, I would take a drag. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna buy some. Like it's, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Like yeah. you just chill out, and then eventually, like really like started getting more and more into it and then i think the the only thing the only thing that's ever like scared me about weed was the time i ate an edible dude and like i fucking freaked the fuck out so like at this point this is a time period where i was smoking um like before class after class before work after work i was like smoking all the time like i was like high all the fucking time and I was just like, all right, man, this is cool. Like, and then my friend, one morning, like, we got out of class and we went over to their apartment. And they were, like, hardcore potheads. And then they were like, hey, man, you want a edible? We have, a, like, an entire cake slice here. It's there. A cake slice? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'll eat it. <laughs> and so, like, I started eating it. And I was like, oh, feel shit. I just kept eating it, eating it. I, entire, I ate the entire cake slice. Whoa. And then uh, they were like, oh, shit, you ate the entire thing? And I was like, yeah. I don't feel anything. And then they were like, oh, give it like 45 minutes, you will. And then, like, I ate that in an empty stomach. So, like, they were just like, whoa, do you want to go to Subway and get some food? Because you'll probably need it. And so I was like, yeah, sure, we'll go to Subway. 
when I got to Subway, I get my food, I get my sandwich. I'm like literally sitting there, and I'm like everything like all of a sudden like my depth perception was depth perception was gone. Like the floor looked like it was like a hundred feet down. Everything looked cartoonish, like those stereotypes of like what being high feels like. Yeah, it was like that. Like I was just like I was super fucking paranoid. I thought everybody knew that I was high, and then like. You know how like there's that Lowe's over there by the subway. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they were like, oh, we're gonna go to Lowe's really quickly. We're gonna pick up some stuff for the house. So I was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll go in there. And like as soon as I walked inside of Lowe's, like I felt like I couldn't breathe. So like <laughs> I ran outside of Lowe's and like I walked the parking lot of Lowe's like fifty times. Like I was just like walking around in circles. Oh wow, dude, it was fucking terrifying. And then at the time, I was dating a girl and like she was really like we had just gotten a fight. And she hated, she hated me if I smoked weed. So, like, I always saw, like, oh, no, I don't smoke weed. <laughs> so, like, um, she, like, in the middle of all that, she's, like, texting me. And she's, like, hey, is there any way you can come over and help me fix my grandma's computer? And so I was, like, oh, yeah, for sure. I could do that. And then I thought by then, I was, like, I'll go at night. I'll go, like, at 6 o'clock at night or something. Mm-hmm. And then I was, like, by then, I'll be totally cool. And I didn't realize how edibles work, that you're constantly, like, phasing in and out like the entire day and oh, then i fuck. ate so much like so i go over to her house and it's like seven o'clock at night and i'm still like phasing in and out of it where i'm just like oh i don't know what's going on somehow like i managed to fix her grandma's computer <laughs> and, like, i'm just like there it's done and she's like i'm so sorry like I'm, i hate when we fight and i'm like yeah i hate when we fight too like <laughs> and i was like just want to let you know i don't smoke weed <laughs> It was fucking terrifying, dude. I don't know. I remember I, the one time I, I've eaten an edible. Um, like, it was when I had a roommate, and his girlfriend was, like, over all the time. And, like, she was, like, a low-key pothead or whatever, and I didn't really mind it. Yeah. And But I was like, just don't smoke in the house, though, you know, because I got a good government job, you know. Yeah. Like I, You know, at this time, I hadn't smoked weed in, like, a couple years, right? Yeah. And so, like, I remember, like, she came over one time, and they, we were getting ready to go to, like, Wingstop or something like that. And I was like, yeah. And this is, like, before we had a wing stop on the east side. So it was just, like, we had to, like, do that whole, like, 45-minute trek over to, like, the southwest to, like, that first wing stop we had. Yeah. And um, she was just like, hey, I got this brownie. You guys want to finish it? Like, I don't – I really don't want to eat it. And, like, my roommate at the time, he was just like, uh, I really don't want that. I'm, I'm just saving all my, like, appetite for fucking wing stop. And I was like, fuck, I'm fat. I'll eat that shit right now. Yeah. And so, like, I ate, like, this whole fucking brownie, dude. Like, literally, like, it was, like – Four inches by four inches or whatever. And yeah. I was like, two bites. I ate that shit. Uh. And she's like, oh, fuck. You ate that whole thing? And I was like, yeah, that's like just a slice of a brownie. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Because it, it didn't look like it was like, you know, anything like, you know, weed brownie or whatever. Uh. And it just, it looked and tasted just like a regular ass brownie. And she's like, she just started laughing hysterically. And I was like, what? What's wrong with it? Like, is there something wrong with it? And she's yeah. like, yeah, that's a weed brownie. And I was like, at this time, like, I had only smoked weed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I used to smoke weed all the time in high school. And yeah. in college, like, I had a girlfriend. Me and her used to smoke weed all yeah. the time. And so, like, I was, like, all, like, acting all tough about it. And they're like, no, like, edibles are, like, no joke, Jacob. Like, you're going to be, like, fucked up right now. Like, yeah. and I was like, ah, I'll be fine. Like, well, I'll be, like, I'm, well, a little high never hurt nobody. And yeah. so I remember, like, we drove all the way to Wingstop. And on, you know how, like, you get on trucks in extension and it looks like fucking, um, like, Sleepy Hollow? Like, yeah. towards the side of, like, where the riverbed's at? Yeah. And, like, I just remember, like, just, like, 
fading immediately like into highness and i just remember everything looking like the fucking like thriller video or whatever like wow, wow. Buck-a, buck-a, buck-a. and i was like oh shit just were you driving no i wasn't driving thank oh. god he was driving my roommate and i was just like in the backseat just like scared to death like fucking et like hiding from the government and i was yeah. just like oh shit like, and I kept visualizing, like, there was, like, a werewolf that was going to jump out of the river and fucking chase the car down or whatever. But, like, yeah, dude, that was, like, my personal experience with, like, an edible. I've never, like, had any, like, type of, like, hallucinations on weed. Although, one time, I kept having this thing where, like, I was, like, pretty high, and I kept waking up and, like, opening my window and closing my window and being like, no, it's hot in here. And then I would go <laughs> and, like, open the window, and then I'd be like, oh, wait am I doing this because I'm high or am I actually hot? And then I was like, I don't even know anymore. I just better lay down. And then I was like, fuck, it's like two in the morning. People are going to know I'm hot. <laughs> I was just like so paranoid. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I've always hated that. But but see, to I guess the whole point of this is, is when they legalized weed to you know give counties the powers to regulate this stuff, I think that's what the responsibility of it should have been, where it's just like, hey, like, don't eat that whole gummy bear fucking edible. Because I guess there's a comedian named Joey Diaz, mm-hmm. and, like, that's all he does. He just eats, like, you know, gummy bear edibles and fucking cookies or whatever. Yeah. And, like, Joe Rogan always talks about it, like, how, like, he's like, don't ever eat anything from Joey Diaz. Like, that's, like, his biggest, like, prank he'll pull on people. He'll be like, hey, you, hey, you want a couple gummy bears? And, like, he goes... What you don't know is, it's just one leg from that fucking gummy bear. It's going to get you fucking high for a whole week. And it'll have you eat like 16 of them. Dude, I... And it's like, to me, it's just like, that's what the county should be doing. Like, alright, like, if you're going to have like a fucking gummy bear, like, fucking edible, like, make sure like a bag is just going to get you like, good. Like, it's not going to fuck your whole life up or whatever. Like, Like, don't fucking, you know, make... Like, a whole cookie so fucking potent that it's just, like, you can't do anything for, like, a whole week. Yeah. There's people that like that, though. I, mm-hmm. I've had, um, when I went to... At Oklahoma, least have, like, okay, like, cigarettes, like, have a warning on it. Like, yeah. this contains this much. Only Which half they started of this. doing. They started doing, like, new new weed logos have, like, the amount of THC in them. Oh, okay, good. So, like, that was all on there. So, if you bought from a shop, like, shops are... Shops are pretty well ran. Uh-huh. At least they were up until they shut them down. I don't know how they're doing it now, but... It's, it's, I don't know, I think it's pretty well ran, surprisingly, like, for, like, as, like, the clientele that they deal with, they deal with some shady people, too. Oh, yeah. They just run, they run them pretty well. Um, I don't know, I think that's... Because a lot of it, too, I think is a lot of, like, every, any, like, person, like, I've known that's, like, like, worked for a weed shop or, like, you know, was in charge of a weed shop, a lot of it is, like, they want to, like, help people. Like, a lot of it has to do with the medical part of it, like... You know, he's like, yeah, I deal with a lot of can- cancer patients. I deal with, you know, a lot of people are dealing with eating disorders. A lot of people, you know, have legit, like, problems. Because I know me and you, like, we know people that fucking, like, have, like, the had their weed card or whatever for stupid shit. Like, yeah. fucking up my back hurts or whatever. I'm like, motherfucker, you, you haven't lifted in on your back at all in, like, fucking yeah. years or whatever. Like, you're just, you just said that to get your card. But, like, he goes, no, man, I deal with, like, a lot, like, a lot of people, like, you know, have, like, these serious issues. They're on chemotherapy. They need this medicine, basically. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, what the most tragic thing about this is. It's just, like, I remember my mom, like, when we were getting ready, you know, preparing ourselves for my grandma to pass away. Like, you know, she passed away from cancer. And it's just, like, when she was going through chemo and stuff, like, she had no appetite. Like, she didn't. 
she didn't, you know, that was her favorite thing to do was to eat, you know, cook and eat. And she goes, she just didn't, couldn't be around food at all. Like it just made her want to vomit to where like, she just said, you know what, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Just take me off this chemo because this is not living. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, we were talking about it and she goes, you know what, like if grandma lived closer to us, like I would totally like, you know, get your grandma some like medical marijuana. So like that way she can enjoy like the last years of her life or whatever, you know, doing what she loves doing, cooking and eating and stuff like that. And so it's just like, we had this big, long conversation about that. Like, yeah, man, it's just like, when my mom was in the 70s, she goes, that was my favorite thing to do, is just go to McDonald's and just buy as many cheeseburgers and McNuggets as I could and just fucking down that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if you're like, you, you have like, you know, anorexia, which my mom did in the 70s, and like, you smoke weed or whatever, and like, back in the day, like, weed, the weed back in the 70s isn't the same thing as the weed now, but like, even if you had, like, some basic-ass weed like that and it was helping you through, like, anorexia like my mom had or, like, cancer mm-hmm. or any other, like, wicked-ass fucking lethal disease like that, like, and, like, there's something out there that can help. To me, it's just, like, ibuprofen or whatever. You can yeah. take fucking 16 ibuprofens right now in my cupboard right now and you'll fucking die tomorrow. Yeah. But if you fucking eat that whole edible, like, yeah, you'll have a fucking weird-ass trip, but you're still going to be able to go wake up and go to work tomorrow. Yeah. I remember when my dad was, uh, so he was taking, like, radiation treatments. So, like, when he was taking that, he had a lot of trouble, one, having appetite, two, holding food down. He was losing a lot of weight, and because my dad had, uh, like, cancerous growths in his brain, he would randomly get seizures. Mm. So, like, there was, with all that, there's, like, a hundred medications they have to take. And so, like, it was, it was, like, intense. So it was, like, he couldn't even swallow the medication. It was so much. Um, in the middle of all of this, like, uh, I kind of suggested to my sisters, I was like, hey, why don't we just get him weed? Like, I kind of jokingly said it, and my, my, one of my other sisters uh, said, hey, that's not a bad idea. Let's try that. And so then... Um, I got in contact, because I didn't have a... I've never had a weed card. I, I still don't. And so, like, uh, I got in contact with the girl that I dated way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, but I don't want to say her name. Um, and I was like, hey, could you just buy me, like, a ton of, like, weed butter, like, weed oil, like, whatever mm-hmm. is, like, easy to digest. I remember, like, once my dad started doing that for, like, a week... Like, from that point forward, I don't think he ever had, like, a seizure again. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was able to eat food again. He would randomly, like, ask for, like, hey, can you bring a burger? Can you bring? Which he wasn't doing before. Like, it was really hard for him to, like... Yeah. Um, one of my biggest regrets in life is the fact that I was not able to convince him to keep doing that. Because that's when he had, like, the, like, the most progress. I remember we went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, this is fucking weird, like your cancers have shrunk in like a ridiculous level yeah. and then um my dad was like that's great and then he was like i don't want to do that weed stuff anymore and we were like okay that's fine he's just gonna continue the treatments but none of the weed but in my opinion like in my heart and the way i felt about it and i'm not a doctor but like that's when we were when we saw the most results and the best results with the least amount of side effects you know what though you're absolutely right about that i was watch- i've watched a couple of documentaries actually and they talked about that, like, you know, people with, like, you know, brain cancers or lung cancers or whatever. Yeah. And uh, there was another one, like, the, the whatever the, the name is for the one where you have, like, the blood cancers or whatever. They were talking about that, too. Like, um, it was a medical marijuana documentary. 
and it was talking about some strains of marijuana, like it, you know, you don't even, you can take out the THC part of yeah. it, the part that gets you high. The CBD? Yeah. Yeah. Like the stuff, that, like the, that stuff. And like, you can take, you know, like, you know, the butters or whatever, and the, you know, the, the yeah. oils and everything well, like that. And it'll fucking attract itself to the cancer and like basically hold it hostage for a while. And like they were, they would talk about how there was people that had like, you know, basically six months to live or whatever. And like they would extend it by six years. One of the one of the biggest things, and if you look into it, you'll find it in like five seconds. It's like this whole like thing online called Phoenix Tears, and Phoenix Tears is like this like paste, and you can get it in Bakersfield. Like it was super hard to find, and I'm sure it's getting even harder to find now that everything's illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had one shop, and then one of the things that we eventually we found a shop that delivers. There were there's a lot of shops that'll just have like delivery dudes yeah. to, to come to our house. And during that time period, I don't think I've ever told you this, but um, like yeah, we were having some dude like deliver it, and we were spending like it was fucking expensive, dude. Oh, yeah. It was like for one little two, it was probably like a hundred dollars. Wow. We were buying like at least two or three of those a week. Wow. And, like, but it was getting the best results. Mm-hmm. And then my dad thought, like, oh, it's too expensive. I don't want to keep doing that. Yeah. And that's understandable, you know, like, um, but, um, yeah, like, it worked really well. And then, yeah, I know what you're talking about. There's, like, weeds that are, like, bred to not have any THC, so you're not even getting high. Yeah. There's only the CBD element to it. And that's, um, I think that was, like, the strain that that comes from is a strain called Charlotte's Web. It's named after a little girl named Charlotte who was having seizures all the time. Yeah. And so they bred it so, like, she would only, like, ingest the CBD and not get high. And then I think they, like, reduced her to seizures from, like, she would have, like, 30 seizures a day. She went down to, like, one a year or something like Mm -hmm. that. So, like, that's pretty impressive. I knew a girl, like, locally that she... She gets seizures all the time, and, like, that's what she does. She just smokes weed because her medication was doing nothing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, loud noises would trigger it, loud, like, uh, anything loud, sorry, loud noises, obviously. And then, like, bright lights, things like that, like, obviously, like, anything excessive, mm-hmm. like, would trigger it. And she was having, like, all these, like, fears that she was never going to get a real job. She was never going to, like, she was in the middle of school. She couldn't, like, what's the point of graduating school if you're just yeah going to have to stay home every day anyways? And then, like, once she started doing that and her seizures went away, you know, brought a lot of hope. And I feel like, you know, it's kind of a shame that we don't choose to examine those avenues mm-hmm. of, like, healthcare-wise. I think a lot of it has to do, too, with uh, the way the big pharmaceutical companies, they basically run Washington. They run this country, you yeah. know. It's cliche to say now. It's just, like... They don't make medicines to cure anything anymore. Yeah. I mean, we got a fucking phone. Each, both of us have a phone in front of us. They can fucking do anything possible in this world right now, you know. But we can't cure some of the most, you know, basic, you know, diseases. And it's because they don't want to. There's no money in curing it. There's only money in, you know, keeping it at bay. And I think that's... When you look at like the you know medical marijuana, a lot of like the the good side effects of it, like you know, even if it's something as you know as much as like anxiety. When you first came over, I was talking to you about my trip to Disneyland. Like I was having like 
severe, not severe anxiety, but a lot of anxiety where it's just like these, these fluttering thoughts of just like, oh crap, I'm going to be around all these strangers. Cause it was like a work thing for my, my girlfriend. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't want to be around all these strangers or whatever. And then like on top of that, like Disneyland's going to be packed as fuck. Cause it's, you know, the first day of like the holiday celebration and like it was uh-huh. packed. I think there was like almost a million people there. It was the one year anniversary of Trump being president. Yeah, it was that so too. It brings out a lot of people partying. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of red-headed yeah. son of a bitch but anyways like i had like a lot of anxiety and i just remember like in 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 um in college like when i'd have that i had, uh, had a girl i was talking to like she was big like you know pot smoker and like after target or wherever we'd always hang out or whatever and uh, we'd always smoke like and it wasn't because i wanted to smoke with her it was just that's what she was doing it <laughs> so i would just do it with her but i remember like you know i'd be stressed out about something or having some kind of anxiety or whatever <laughs> And I'd smoke with her, and then, like, it would all go away, you know? And it was just, I like, I felt like I would, me, like, I, I even hear this, too, like, when I listen to the podcast back, my mind runs faster than what I can spew out. And sometimes, like, if I'm stressed out or anxious about something, like, that's a lot to deal with. And I feel like anytime, like, I'd smoke weed or, you know, like, it would just slow everything down. I would be able to process everything one thing at a time. And it would just set everything in motion, you know, and put yeah. prioritize like what's important, you know, instead of getting anxiety about like, oh shit, did I lock the door? Or did I put enough dog food in the dog dish? I get to be like, hey, chill, you know, they got enough food for like a whole week right yeah. there. You'd be all right. So it's just like even little things like that. If it can address that, if it can address seizures, if it can address cancer, yeah. you know, sky's the limit. Like with what we can do with this, you know, plant basically. Yeah. You know, it's not something like, you know, you're going to create in a laboratory like fucking, you know, heroin or cocaine or, you know, like any of those things where it's just like you have to, there's a chemical process to it, you know. It's it's something just natural that, you know, yeah that I, you benefit from like any, any other like, you know, pharma, like legit pharmaceutical. Yeah, I think you're right about like, I think a, a lot of those things will take uh, pharmaceutical companies out of business. Like, mm-hmm. Anxiety medication, depression, like pain medication, all these things that are addictive, like painkillers. Like painkillers are super addictive. Yeah. Like I know people like that are addicted to painkillers, and like it's fucking like you could tell the difference between someone that's addicted to painkillers and someone that just smokes weed on like a regular day basis. And I'm glad you said that because I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts. And one of the biggest things, like, in the 80s was, like, you had a lot of these wrestlers that would, you know, yeah, they'd be on, like, steroids and stuff. But the big thing was they would be on, you know, they'd be alcoholics because you're putting your body through a car accident every night that you wrestle. And they'd be addicted to painkillers and alcohol, you know, just to make the pain go away. And these people, like, just look up Jake the Snake. Look up Scott Hall. Like, their lives are a fucking mess. And then you look at someone like um, Rob Van Dam. He's a big proponent of, you know, legalization of marijuana. You look at him, he grew, he came up in an era where, like, they were, like, legit, like, it's a promotion called ECW, where, like, they were legit, like, hit each over, hit each other over the head, like, with steel chairs. Like, they, were, they weren't even masking it. They would throw each other, like, onto the concrete. They would, you know, slam each other, like, on, you know, thumbtacks or whatever, like, set each other on fire. So, putting their body through, like, the worst of the worst you know wrestling and legit barbed wire like that was a whole like gimmick of that promotion was like this isn't fake wrestling this is real wrestling 
And like him, he he came out from that era. Like he came out of that promotion. And he's a big pot smoker. And I remember he came to Bakersfield because he does comedy too. Mm-hmm. And I came up to him and I was like, hey, man, you're looking good, dude. And he's like 45, I want to say. I was like, man, you still look good, man. Like, are you in like any pain or anything? Like, how's your body holding up? And he goes, man, I'll tell you this. My mind will go before my body ever does. And he like launched in this whole like soliloquy about like how, you know, you know, I don't drink. I don't smoke uh, cigarettes. You know, mm-hmm. I don't take any pain medications, but I do smoke weed. And he, yeah. and he says, I legit think that's what preserved my body. And a lot of people I go to the gym with, too, they always talk about recovery. Like, that's how you grow. That's how you grow your muscles. And a lot of them, that's what they do. You know, they they have protein edibles that they eat and stuff like that. Yeah. They, they they recover with uh, marijuana. Yeah, I, I did it. I did that all the time. Uh, actually, even when I was um, in my protein shakes, I would put um, hemp seeds in there just on purpose. Uh, which you could get at Target. They're not, like, illegal. Yeah. So, like, and that's all part of that. Like, that's a part of, like, the body need. Like, it's just good for the body. Like, yeah. Like, it's just a health, uh, I don't know, it's good for you. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, oh, uh, like, the Diaz brothers. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, they're big on, like, smoking weed. And then they train pretty hard. And, like... They all run marathons yeah, and shit. They all yeah. run marathons. Even after that press conference, I think uh, the last like Diaz McGregor fight, he was smoking weed, like right after like the fight ended, and it was like during the press conference. And oh, but it was CBT weed. oil though. He was vaping yeah. CBT oil, yeah. yeah. And he brought that up too. He was like, "This is not uh, illegal, technically." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically, yeah, it is weed, mm-hmm. but it is. It's a byproduct of yeah. weed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he needed to fucking <laughs> that yeah, fight like, to feel. It's 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 big, man. Honestly, like I, I I was like really big on it. That's when I was going to the gym like hard, like all the time. I'm mm. gonna start doing that, man. I think about it. Like think about those good old days. Yeah, I should start doing that. Man, I used to remember you used to walk around your house with a shirt off and stuff yeah. with a knife in your mouth. Dude, that was like I, damn. I don't know why I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> anymore i don't know why i still do that actually yeah and the, it was like mid-december too you do this too so dude honestly like there was a time <laughs> period where like i was like buying a lot of like tank tops just because like i felt that confident in myself like, hey, man so fucking good show these guns off yeah like right now i'm like mm, got a little bit of gut everywhere i look but anyways yeah like i could definitely see like the healing purposes i could see it like rec- recreationally speaking like you just had a rough day Mm-hmm. similar to like someone that drinks beer but i feel like beer is like I, and i drink beer but i feel like beer is like super unhealthy like it's like fucking like 600 calories in a glass like you might as well eat a cheeseburger yeah you know so it's like not only that though like okay like okay say like you drink a beer or whatever yeah and like no regardless if you have like a tolerance to it or not you're gonna feel like shit in the morning like oh, no matter yeah. how much you like you're always gonna feel like shit because it's dehydrating you it's taking something out of you it's adding like all these like unhealthy carbs, you know. It's giving you that you know beer gut or whatever. Yeah. And it doesn't really add anything to your life. Yeah, it might mask your pain or whatever, but that's all it's doing. It's like putting a band aid over it. To me, it's like anytime like you know I've ever smoked weed, and like let's say I had to wake up at like five in the morning, you know, the next day to like go do something. Like it's a has had no effect on me whatsoever, and so it's just like. That's where I look at it, too. And it's just like, we look at alcohol. There was a whole constitutional amendment that fucking prohibited this substance. 
And then there was such so much of an uproar, you know, due to, you know, like the, you know, the mob in the 20s and stuff and all the speakeasies that they had to reverse that, you know, a, a constitutional amendment. And it's just like weed to me is such a, a lesser substance. Yeah. That it's just like, why is this? A, I, I forgot. I don't know what the technical thing of it, but it's like on a schedule one or two or something like that. Something like where it's just like right there, you know, with heroin and, you know, cocaine or something like that. All the hardcore drugs or whatever. Yeah. But to me, it's less harmful than a handful of fucking ibuprofen. Yeah. And not only that, we talked about all the like health benefits of it, but like the actual like organic benefits of it, like paper. It, it, it'd be more cost effective to use it for paper. Um, if you used, you know, the wood from it, it'd be more efficient to use ho- to build houses from it. It'd be more durable, less flame retardant, like more flame retardant, and the houses would be, you know, steadier, and they'd be cheaper to make. Just that's, by those bod products. That's product. true. This is true. Weed is extremely easy to grow. It's like it just grows without very little water. It, it, it's a very easy plant to grow. You can make so you can make clothes out of it. You can make almost anything out of it. And so. it's cheaper to like to cultivate too. Like I think a tree, you know, you would build a house out of or fucking make paper out of or whatever. Like it, it's going to take years for it to grow. It's going to use a lot of water, a lot of resources, a lot of fertilizer or whatever. Whereas like weed or a hemp plant would take a lot less resources, and you can grow it a lot faster than that. Yeah, definitely. I've always felt like that all that just boils down to the fact that um, it would put a lot of people out of business. And, like, you know, similar to, like, you know, there's people that have, like, that whole, like, they found a cure for AIDS a long time ago, but it's not in the government's best interest to, like, release a cure for AIDS because then once you get the cure for AIDS, you don't have to buy constant medica- medication. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of times that that's kind of, like, that weird conspiracy, conspiracy theory that if you have a magic plant that you can basically make almost everything out of mm-hmm. and and it, it'll double as like as a medicine or as a recreation rec- recreational drug um it would put a lot of things out of business mm-hmm. and like i feel like that's the way a lot of people see it a lot of people, a lot of people know it a lot of people know that you know it's only a matter of time until a lot of things that are really bad for the environment will eventually get replaced by something that's... More clean and efficient. More clean and efficient. And not only that, but it's like... Especially here in California, especially where we live, like, it would bloom, like, agriculturally. Like, there's we have giant places here that have nothing growing on them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it would just... It would basically be, like, the modern... Like, a modern-day version of, like, people growing grapes to make wine. Like, just because, like, it's similar to, to grapes and wine like it takes very little water to grow and there's an art to it too i think because you were telling me earlier like how there's a specific strain you can make to you know address you know the seizures or whatever oh, yeah, you know? yeah. and like to me like that's a to me that's an art you yeah. know like you're not just growing some plant you know adding some water to it and let's let's dry it out and smoke it yeah, like it's not that, do that but yeah. i mean yeah that exists but it's just like there's a, a fucking art to it too just like making wine you know like that's the whole art to you know drinking wine drinking and growing wine is that you can do you can manipulate these plants to grow a certain fruit to produce a certain beverage and the same thing with this plant you can do you can use it for that purpose as well there's a certain art to it it's not mindless um narcotics you know and 
and then it goes it all goes full circle you know we could you know as a society profit so much off of it you know do what you need to do with it you know tax it or whatever but it's one it's going to create jobs it's going to create a new industry it's going to you know help to me it's going to help the environment more than hurt it and so the only thing it's doing is just taking money out of the you know established industries pockets and that's why that's why it's still you know on that schedule that one or two whatever i can't think of right now um is because the original person that you know went to outlaw back when i guess like reefer madness was the, like yeah. the big thing or whatever was that william randolph hearst you know and i know you've probably heard the story a couple times and anyone that's ever listened to a podcast or whatever he's from the hearst castle he's the guy that ran like that media mm-hmm. guy. yeah like he owned a bunch of paper mills and he owned a bunch of papers and so like that was getting out that like oh we can manufacture and he owned like a lot of like forestry you know to make all this paper or whatever and so like that was like the big thing that was just like okay you know here's this new thing that can make you know paper cheaper better you know and like that threatened his business and so that's why he led like that big propaganda thing against you know marijuana to finally get it outlawed because i guess back in the I'll say like what the twenties or thirties or whatever, like when all this was going on, mm-hmm. weed was just legal. It was <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It was just something that existed. You know, it wasn't anything that you know was regulated like illegal or legal or not. It just existed, just like a cactus out there, like out in the desert or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, like he was just like, "Whoa, wait a minute! This is going to threaten my business. This is my industry. So we need to, you know." He led this whole propaganda campaign to outlaw it. And he had crazy. A lot, yeah, because he had a lot of politicians in his pocket. Um, I know that he... Dude, he had a lot of crazy shit that was going on. I know that he was, like, having newspapers from around the world be delivered to him. Yeah. <laughs> he was, like, having helicoptered in every day. Like, every day. So it was, like... He was a wild man. He was a rich motherfucker. Because yeah. you go to the L.A. County Museum of Art, like, half of that art is owned by the Hearst family. Oh, really? Or most of that art is yeah. owned by the Hearst family. And it's, like... You, you've been there, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, Evan. It's humongous. And, like, you go through, like, all these, like, sections. And, like, one section will be, like, you know, Eastern Asia. And then it'll be, like, Eastern Europe. Or then it'll be, like... Wait, which museum is that? L.A. County Museum of Art. I think so. Or you'll see, like, Egypt or whatever. Like, but it's, like, all... Se- like, you walk through it, but it has, like, all these sections. Like, Norwegian art. Like, just... Art from all over the world, right? It's and not it's the like, Getty Museum, the one that's like built into the mountain side. No, this one's. This is the one with all the lamp posts in front of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been there. Oh, dude, you gotta go. But it, it's amazing. But like, my whole point is, it'll take you like all day, like literally, like maybe like a 12, 13 hour day of just walking through like the fucking building just to see every piece of art that that place has, right? And like, I want to say like at least like eighty percent of that art is on loan or was bought from or, you know, donated by, like, the Hearst family. Damn. And, like, this is, like, some, like, like, the shit that you see, like, on TV, like, art or whatever. Like, it's not the Mona Lisa, but it's, like, a lot of stuff, like, right underneath the Mona Lisa type art or whatever, where it's just, like, one piece, like, I'll never have enough money in my whole lifetime of, like, earnings to ever buy, like, one piece. And then, like... There's so much of it out there that, like, yeah. it'll take you, like, 13 hours just to see all of it. Damn, that's crazy. I've never been there. That's how rich that motherfucker was. And that's my whole point. Yeah. Is you got these rich fucks 
you know, that are leading, you know, basically have politicians in their pockets to do whatever, pass whatever laws they need to continue their industry. Yeah. It's just like the oil industry right now. The oil industry is like almost on its last legs. A lot of people, you know, in the last like, ever since like Al Gore dropped that movie, like The Inconvenient Truth, you know, like a lot of people are like waking up like, oh shit, we got to come up with, you know, other ways, you know, for energy. You know, that's why you see a lot of more electric cars, you know, a lot of wind windmills just alternative forms of energy and like that's digging into the fucking pocketbooks of all these rich fucks you know that run all the oil industries so that's why you know you got the whole russia thing going on and because you know russia's big into that too the oil industry because really? they're a big player in the the whole oil um landscape or whatever and that's why you know i mean i guess eventually it'll come out but that's why a lot of people think okay that's why you know russia handpicked Trump to be that guy because you see it. His secretary of state is Rex Tillerson, you know, the head guy at fucking Exxon Mobil. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you see a lot of rolling back of a lot of these, you know, environmental protections, you know, where it's just like oil industries can, you know, you know, basically pollute, you know, any river they want or mm -hmm. whatever. Because during the Obama administration, he was saying, no, we're going to make sure, you know, clean water next to, you know, a drilling site stays clean water. Whereas now they, they can be as reckless as they want now. Mm -hmm. but, Damn. Yeah. We gotta do an episode about that. <laughs> that's really cool. I mean, that's yeah. really interesting. But my whole point is, it's just like the whole Hearst thing is, yeah. it's just like the whole reason why marijuana is illegal is because you have this very rich fuck who saw his industry being threatened by this one plant and decided to lead this smear campaign against it and it has always remained that way. Damn. Yeah, so. Does he, did, he was behind the Reefer Madness movie? I don't know he directly he was, but like indirectly he was. Yeah. So I mean, but that whole time period, like he led that whole charge. I mean, I'm sure there was a, a couple other rich fucks yeah. in the industry that led that as well. But it was just like that was the whole thing. It was just like okay, this thing's got this is this is a threat to our industries and our pocketbooks and all the fucking billion dollar artworks that we want to buy. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna put a stop to this shit. That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. Stripping me out, man. Yeah. But not only that, dude. Like, you look at the criminal element of it. Uh -huh. You look at somebody... There's a a guy who used to be a police officer. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast, I want to say, like, a year or two ago. And I was watching the YouTube video on it. And he's saying, you look at, like, when cops, you know, pull over some guy for having a little bit of weed on him. You know, this guy probably had a rough day. You know, like me or you, you know, you're stressed out, you know, has a lot of problems in his life, maybe, or just stressed out in general, you know. His thing yeah. is, he's going to go home, he's going to smoke some weed, he's going to go to bed, and continue living his life. Cop pulls that guy over, busts him for that little bit of weed on him, sends him to jail, guy loses his job, so now he has to, you know, do other things in this world to fucking make money. He's never going to have, like, a great job, he's going to be in poverty now. He's going to be, you know, either flipping burgers at Burger King or if he ever wants to, if he already has a family, he's going to resort to doing bigger things like selling drugs, harder drugs on the street. And that's a big thing, too, with this whole thing Bakersfield is doing by outlawing weed is it's just like criminalizing something that isn't that bad, you know. And it's just like you're creating, you know, a situation where... The rich are going to stay rich in their bubble, 
you know, for doing what they need to do. Like those, like I'm sure your boss or whatever, you know, or somebody in the oil fields, you know, they're going to stay rich or whatever. They don't have to worry about where their money comes from. But somebody that fucking gets, you know, pop, you know, for legally having, you know, like a sealed up thing of weed. Yeah. He's not even smoking it while he's driving or whatever. He just legally has this weed. Now it's illegal for him to have it, and it's going to turn his whole life upside down. And you're going to crowd all these prisons up with all these minor offenders, and you're going to spend tax dollars to house them, to feed them, and then you're going to have all these court costs and public defenders, because these people aren't going to have money, you know, to fucking have, you know, lawyer up or whatever. And then, like, you look at all the job loss, too. You look at it this way, too. You're going to have farmers who are going to have a new crop to grow or another crop to grow that can be bought and sold. And you're going to look at, you know, the the business owners that are going to come in. Like I was talking to you about earlier, like that one, you know, raggedy building that was on River Boulevard. Yeah. Like, to me, that was, like, the shittiest building, like, in in the whole street. And then, like, they totally, like, rebuilt everything because there's money to be made there. Yeah. Redid this whole building. Looks nice as hell. Yeah. Modernized it. You know, I'm sure fucking, you know, updated, like, all the le- electricity in it or whatever. And now it's just this vacant lot again. Wow. Now you have all these, like, empty shelves of buildings and stuff. Yeah. So, to me, it's just, like, it's it's regression. It's not progression. Yeah, it definitely isn't. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, a lot of those, a lot of those, uh, like, bad neighborhoods, that was, like, the one thing that was, like, kind of like bringing in rent- revenue for those like mm-hmm. little businesses that like they're like empty lots are just like dead like empty buildings that were just dead for like years and years and years decades and almost, almost yeah. dude yeah i know exactly what building you're talking about was it like a barbershop at one point or something it looks like a gas station like from like the 1960s that's yeah never been used or something. and it was just like a big homeless hangout you know like yeah. a lot of people went to go do drugs or whatever yeah. and then they cleaned it up and then a lot of people's argument is like, well, I'm seeing all this like shady activity going on there. And it's just like, well, do you want to like, and I'm, I'm not going to dispute that. There's going to be shady activity no matter what. You open yeah. up a fucking AMP and there's going to be fucking shady activity. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's just like, what, do you want to shut down that AMP? Anywhere where you're going to have human traffic, there's going to be shady activity. I mean, you open up a church, there's going to be shady activity, you yeah. know. It's just like anywhere where there's human traffic, you know. And to me, it's just like, what would you rather have? Somebody like a a building producing revenue, and then you're gonna have to pay fucking taxes on that too, bringing in money to help enrich your police force, which is broke right now. Enrich your, you know, your 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 streets that need to be repaved. You know, instead of having to, you know, tax us on a fucking, you know, gas tax, you know, an extra ten cents, you're gonna have revenue for that. And it's just like they're missing out on everything that this could prosper from. Very true. And schools too, you know, because I guess some counties, I guess up north or whatever, a lot of the tax revenue, that's what's being used um, to reinvest into schools, like mm-hmm. rebuilding schools, fixing schools, giving new supplies. Because I'm sure you you and me, we both went to Washington. Yeah. A lot of those desks, dudes, were like desks from like the 1950s. I mean, we went to school like in the 90s. Yeah. So these are like 40-year-old like relics that are still being used if they're putting it back into schools like if the taxes people were going to pay that no matter what like people were going to pay whatever taxes you put on it anyways Mm -hmm. 
And, like, you could tax the hell out of it, and as long as people know that they're, like, buying it legally, I think people would put up with it. Like, the average person would. I'm sure there's a lot of those, like, weird people that'll grow it in, in, like, their own homes. But after a while, it kind of becomes, like, why? The, like, why are you doing that? Just might as well pay for it. Yeah, go to AMPM or whatever yeah. and buy it, you know? Nobody, well, people, some people brew their own beers and make shitty beers, but you might as well just go, like, to the liquor store and mm-hmm. do it that way. So, yeah, I mean, eventually it was going to go down that road where, like, like, you know, I'm pretty sure during the time of Prohibition, like, if somebody had brought up the idea that one day we're going to have, a, like, a fancy store named Bedmo, and, like, <laughs> people, it was going to be, like, a very casual thing in, like, a rich people's neighborhood. It's in Rosedale or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever, like, that Thousand Oaks neighborhood is. Like, people would have been like, nah, it's fucking stupid. Like, that's criminals. Like, only criminals drink. Yeah, because when you think of Prohibition, you think of, like, Al Capone and things like that. Yeah. The mob that helped get Kennedy's dad, or Kennedy elected or whatever, is, fr- is from that era, yeah. too. and then there's still, like, shitty, like, liquor stores in the hood that are all, like, shady. But I'm trying to say, like, there's always, like, the element of progress. Mm-hmm. And if you're just trying to prevent progress you're just gonna end up with the wrong set of history anyway so plus i think too there's that stigma as well you are you get told you're something so much that you're gonna become that thing yeah like you look at okay you watch like some movie like with like like where it's like a historical movie or whatever and you know senator i say senator and it's like these southern senators or whatever and like they're sitting there in their like office and they're drinking fucking gin and tonic or whatever but they look classy as fuck right yeah like Okay, take that same brand of uh, gin or whatever. Mm-hmm. You put it in a vi- music video in 1994, and you got Snoop Dogg's Gin and Juice, and it looks yeah. hood as fuck. And it's just like, it is what you fucking market it to be, basically. That's you true. know what I'm saying? That's and really like, true. And like wine, you think of wine, you don't think of that as anything like trashy or anything, but you're going to get more fucked up off a fucking glass of wine than you are a fucking two beers. Yeah. And it's just like... The same thing with, like, like, like let's trip, go back to the marijuana example. It's like, if you say that all potheads are fucking Cheech and Chong doing stupid stuff, then, yeah, that's what it's going to be. You know, because people are going to act that way. But if you present it as something like, okay, this is something that you use for, you know, medical purposes, or, hey, you're just going to... Like, when you pr- like when you present... Um, like, when every time football season starts, mm-hmm. like, Bud Light always has this campaign of, like, you know... Sunday afternoon with the buds, and it's just like someone brings a pizza, someone's got yeah. chips, and someone brings the beer or whatever. Yeah. If you if you promote it as that, something like you know, drink responsibly, smoke responsibly. Yeah. You know, if you present it in that way, you know, people are gonna start you know, reflecting that lifestyle too. Yeah. So. I agree. I I agree with that. I feel like um, Denver is probably like the most progressive city in that aspect for some mm-hmm. weird reason. Like they've become like on the forefront of. Of how to like manage like weed shops, I don't, I don't understand why Bakersfield is so behind the times. Like honestly, like bugs me the fact that like we're just so behind on the times. I think it's because like we just have that small city mentality. No matter who we are, like we're a city that's larger than a lot of quote unquote big cities. Uh-huh. We're bigger than New Orleans, mm-hmm. and this is pre. Um, Hurricane Katrina. We're bigger than fucking, um, we're bigger than San Antonio, to be honest with you. But you wouldn't know it by the politics. Yeah, but, you know, we're bigger than most um, big cities, but it's just like that Republican element, like that old school Republican element. Like, not even like that new school one, because I feel like there's a lot of fucking um, 
like those aliens that fucking are Republicans, but like they're our age group or whatever. They smoke yeah. weed, and they it's smoke just weed. they listen to Tim McGraw. Yeah, <laughs> they're hip with it. Yeah, like I feel like those like newer generation, like you know, Republicans or whatever, yeah. like they'll come on board with it as well. It's just like that old. You know, stymie like Republican that's just like, oh no, we got to keep everything fucking illegal and fucking. The only thing that's legal to do is fucking, you know, whatever you can do at church, which is like drink yeah. wine or whatever. So it's just like, I think that's what it is. It's just like generationally, like, you know, a lot of the old blood has to die out and then like get replaced with like new blood. Yeah. I think Bakersfield will forever be like that conservative like foothold in California. Oh, definitely. But it's just like that newer generation. It's just like, yeah, I, that's what I look at. It's just like, there's this guy I go to the gym with, like, he, today he was wearing a fucking Trump shirt, and I know he smokes weed fucking every fucking day. Yeah. He's one of those guys that told me, like, hey, man, have you ever thought about fucking smoking weed or whatever? And I was like, no, nah, man, I can't. I have a good job. I can't do that. And he goes, well, if you ever fucking get another job, man, you should consider that. Like, that's a good way to fucking... And he's fucking Republican as fuck. And it's just like, for him, it's just like, I didn't ask him what his feelings are about fucking the county and the city, like, shooting down, like, the, you know, yeah. dispensaries. But it's just like I know, like once those those people start, you know, getting, you know, more power in this county and city, it's just that you know that'll eventually change. It's just that old fucking, uh, fucking little Bakersfield mindset that some people still have. Yeah. So. Agree. Yeah, but with that said, do you have anything else, man? That's it. Uh, you know, I hope Bakersfield changes their mind and gets their shit together. Because if not, dude, like, I'm down to fucking move. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about moving, moving somewhere where there's weed everywhere. <laughs> weed everywhere. It's not even just about weed, dude. Like, just in general, just to get away from, like, the whole conservative mindset. Like I know. Honestly, like, I would even, like, settle for, like, Santa Clarita, like, by Six Flags Magic Mountain. Like, yeah. it's still close enough to where I could see all my family here in Bakersfield, yeah. but it's still, like, far away from, like, that conservative mindset. It's that, too close to LA for me. Like... Oh, I hate doing that mountain drive. Oh, fuck. Like, I do too, man. Like, I was thinking about it yesterday, like, because uh, yesterday I went to Fresno, so I was driving back, and I was, like, re- I was just, like, pretty tired, and I was like, but this is such an easy drive. Like, I'm literally, what am I complaining about? I'm just sitting here. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, I don't have to do anything. If this was LA, just going up the grapevine, and, like, down the grapevine, it's like, you gotta be paranoid. There's, like, fucking trucks everywhere. You're going up hills, downhills, like. I hate that drive. Yeah. Like I hate. I, I don't know. I just hate driving in general. Yeah, me too. I hate driving, but I hate when it's like stressful driving. Yeah. It's like, dude, you can't fall asleep there for a second. That's where like weed needs to come th- come through like a strain <laughs> that you can fucking smoke or fucking eat While driving or chew gum too that won't get you high, but it'll eliminate like that driving stress. That's true. They made energy gum at one point. Really? They did. Yeah, and it kept me up. Till like four in the morning one day. Oh fuck that! Yeah, dude, it was terrible. They don't tell you how much to chew. Oh okay. Chew a lot. <laughs> Eat the whole pack. Yeah. I don't know, but with that said, everybody, uh, continue to listen on iTunes and subscribe. Tell your friends. Like and subscribe. Yeah, and then like if you can, like copy our fucking um, <laughs> our fucking link and just randomly post it everywhere. That's what I do. Yeah. Just tell a friend. Yeah. Tell your wife and your lover. Your Sancha. Your Sancha too. Anyway, on that note, good night. Good night.
Stop. 